Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I am joined by Kirsten. She is a mentoring client of mine who very generously is going to share her experiences of mentoring and the impact it has made on her path. She's a mother, an entrepreneur, a very deep thinker, and a woman who inspires me on her journey to healing, growth, and self-accountability. She also has a really inspiring Instagram page at the Calm Collective NZ underscore where she shares daily inspiration and quotes from her journey of bettering herself. So if you've ever wondered what a mentor is, what happens in a mentoring session, or if mentoring is right for you, I hope this episode goes some way to answering those queries for you. Hello and welcome, Kirsten. Thank you for having me. It is such an honor to be on your podcast. The power of the Kirstens. Times two. <laughs> Times two. And we always Times laugh two. because we often see each other in our sessions on um, Zoom. So we're often looking at each other and we're both often turning up in um, our PE Nation <laughs> clothes. So we're same name, same taste. It's quite dangerous. Thank goodness we live in different countries because if we, I don't know, I, I'm worried about us getting together. So am I. I think <laughs> um, watch out wherever we go when we finally land on the same destination for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know so you can come join us and have some fun with us. Um, okay, well, let's dive in. But before we do, as always, I love to dive into people's psyche and their head and their vibe by asking them their favourite quote. So what is your favourite quote? Do I have to narrow it down to just one? Can I know, I yeah. Like if you, I know <laughs> we mentioned it in the intro to this podcast, but if you head over, and I really encourage you to do this, just go follow the Calm Collective because Kirsten just puts up sayings, quotes, like daily almost you're doing it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so, yes, to narrow it down to one is going to be hard, but that's the rules, so follow them. Okay, fine. I had 10, but let's just go no, with one. one. Okay, just one. All random. right, so my... My favourite quote that I've, I kind of recite daily is, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf mm. by John Kabat-Zinn. Mm. Such a pivotal quote given I live in a surf town. But um, And yeah. actually, full disclosure, I don't know why I did this the other day, but I scrolled back through your Instagram. I'm going to sound like a stalker. Um, but clearly, here's clearly the reason why. I don't know why. I think I saw a picture of one of your beautiful boys and I was like in your personal Instagram and I was like, oh, my God, look, they're so cute. And I don't know why. The only picture I clicked on was a picture, I think, of one of your boys surfing and the, and the caption was, this year he learned to surf waves and I learned to surf the metaphorical yeah. waves. And I was like, that is so true. It's like we learn to surf the waves. Then, of course, we can do anything and have fun in the process. We're going to fall off. We're going to get dumped. We're going to get wet. But it's going to be the most exuberating experience, I guess, that we can have. Yeah, and that is that is 100% it. And I think that it's um, the learning how to surf is the I guess the process that 
makes surfing more what's the word um an an easier thing to do you know it's and it's um I mean that's life and that was life last year I guess it was this constant constant waves just dumping us um and really learning how to navigate that and it's a quote that I come back to on a daily basis I think I think that's the basis of, I guess, my intention behind this entire business, just giving people thoughts, tools, whatever can can help us ride those ways of life because they are always going to come in. And in that, a mentor, <laughs> because we're here to talk about mentoring, is always going to help us through that. I've had heaps of mentoring over my time, as have you we are currently in a mentoring relationship. Should we call it that? It feels like it feels too feels professional to call it that. Yeah, but it does. It's not a mentoring relationship. It goes way beyond that. Goes beyond that. We share the same name. We do. <laughs> but in in the context, I guess that is how we connected in that you reached out for mentoring. So I'd love to hear about your mentoring journey, um, the why you chose it and like how you chose your mentors over the years um, as well. And I've specifically used the word mentoring. I don't love the word coach. Coach. The reason why I don't love the word coach is because I align coaching with like a sports analogy in that a coach understands the strengths and the weaknesses of every players. They can study the other team and it's tactical and it's almost like I'm going to give you the formula, you go out and do it. But that's not what mentoring is at all, and we'll get into that. So hit us with your mentoring journey, um, why you do it, how you chose your mentors over the years. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point on the differentiation between a a mentor and a coach is that mentoring role is such a guidance role. That's, Mm. for me, why I um, have hired. In fact, I've only ever had two in my um, we call it lifetime, but this am lifetime. I your, am I your favorite? You're my you're my favorite. But you far. you hate me at the end of most sessions. Let's be honest. Well, look at the end of most sessions. I feel like I've been <laughs> analyzed, told what to do, but in a good way, in a good way, in such a good way. And I think that that's part of when I first um touch space with you I think it it really was to get some guidance in my life it Mm. was um was it May I think this year and I was or May of last year May May, May 2022 May oh yeah yeah, sorry May of last year May 2022 uh May of last year and I was kind of at a point in my life where I really did need some guidance on Mm. where to head and some different aspects of my life and I'd had a reading from you Uh, two actually and I have really resonated with um I guess your uh am I allowed allowed to swear on this aren't I you're you're no you can beat it out (laughs) okay your your no bs approach to Mm -hmm. um what I needed to hear and I think Mm -hmm. that part of the journey since May last year has been you kind of listening to where I'm at and then telling me or gently guiding me, but not so gently, uh, (laughs) telling me what I needed to hear. And 
it's not because I know. <laughs> I just want to preface that I, I'm no expert here. So what we, the technique often that is used in a really good mentoring session is just a, a provocation, a challenge or a mirroring approach where when someone says something to you and you reframe it back to them and so that they can hear it or that you are, oh, but have you thought about it this way? And that's I, the and I, Sorry. I, that, and that is such a... Um, important part of these kind of last what has it been eight nine months is that you give me the the hooks I guess to think about things differently to think about things from a different perspective and also kind of mirror back to me what I'm saying so often so that I'm able to I guess look at it from a from through a fresh lens maybe yeah, because we get we can get so um, you know into our lives or into our tunnels with our blinkers on because we we're intelligent human beings, but we also have really delicate and precious egos, and so sometimes we want to feel about things a certain way or view things a certain way, whether we want to be the victim or be the hard done by or, you know, really own the injustice or whatever it may be that we're going through. And I guess I'm speaking more from personal experience there and the things that I have struggled with. And, and so how do you, you know, differentiate that for yourself in the mentoring process of, oh, wait, like that's so ego yet maybe I should have been, maybe I can step back from that because there are other perspectives. <clears throat> I don't think I can always see it at the time, mm. um, but often you'll tell me things or, you know, that I don't necessarily want to hear. And at the time, my, instantly my ego will say, no, that's not right. That's not what I need to do. That's that's not the path I am, you know, or, or the perspective I need to look at it from. And then I think it's the process of when that session is finished, going back through obviously our recordings that that we have and the notes that I've made. And there's often that little kind of light bulb moment, isn't there, sometimes when something triggers us to the point mm -hmm. where you're like, that, actually, that person's not, that's not right. That, that's wrong. That's not how I am at all. But it's that willingness to kind of look underneath that, I think, and see um, like where that where is that coming from uh, and what is what do I need to learn from this? Yeah, because there's always a, there's always a root belief. There's a root something that we're holding on to. And it's never the top soil stuff. Like it's never the actual thing that's happening. It's the underneath of us. And I love how you touched upon there that mentoring can be a really challenging process and it mm -hmm. is. And I've experienced that being mentored, that it can be really challenging and can make you feel really uncomfortable. What are some of the strategies maybe that you use to deal with that that feeling of discomfort um, or, you know, how would you maybe advise other people when they're feeling that way to, you know, still persist through and to still work through? I think that, you know, when you go into that mentoring relationship, it's because there's 
an element of dissatisfaction somewhere mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, it, it is often dissatisfaction that leads us to someone looking mm-hmm. for answers or, or whatever it might be. And I think when you go into that process, you've, that you've got to be willing to keep an open mind about everything that comes up. Yeah. And I guess in that process, you learn things about yourself. I think one of the things that, one of the key things that I do after our sessions, our sessions to deal with things that perhaps are confronting are I won't look at it straight away or try and analyze it straight away or find an answer or Mm. I leave it for sometimes a day and then I'll go back to the notes or there will be something come up that is along the similar and a similar, you know, along similar lines. And I'll be like, huh, that's interesting. That's come up twice now. Um, I guess I don't have any specific strategies for dealing with it. I think the main thing is just keeping an open, an open mind. You, when you go to a mentor, you're essentially, um, wanting guidance on something or wanting direction or wanting help with something and if you go into that with a closed mind you aren't probably going to get a lot out of it yeah for sure you're only going in with your limited perceptions and and the things that haven't worked so far and so it, yeah and you know like it's so funny because if you think about you know if you were get to get a job tomorrow at one of the big four banks or you were to go into a, a brand new career, what's the first thing a corporation do? They give you a mentor, yeah. right? Someone just to show you the ropes, to hold your hand through it. Yet not a lot of us have those mentors for life, yet life is the hard, like I can't, jobs are easy. Life is hard almost, you know. So have you ever had professional mentoring as opposed to now you're having personal mentoring and do you notice any similarities, differences, parallels? I have. Back in my corporate days, I had um, a mentor, it was a mentoring program. And I think that those types of programs, I mean, are obviously very aligned with the organisation and, and the goals mm-hmm. of the organisation and what they are trying to, you know, um, get from a from a professional development perspective. But I think it's it's very structured and mm-hmm. it's very there are some clear end goals, you know, that that need to be achieved in order for that program to be. There's no end goal here in yep. terms of this. It's it's we show up. We've got to be show. We've got to show up and be willing to do the work. Um, I think that's probably been the most challenging thing from my our sessions is that mm-hmm. you hold is a level of accountability. Well, versus- I'm going to say that you have all the accountability. My, the only accountability I have is to show up and hold space and be honest. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I'm accountable for as a mentor, but, and, and I think that potentially is one of the big misconceptions about getting mentored. And definitely when I had personally, when I got mentored was that this person was going to fix my external circumstances in my life. And that was going to be great. Yeah, and I'm going to pay the money and I'm going to walk away every week with a list of objectives and it, I'm going to, you know, and it's just it's going to be great. It's going to fix the problem I came to this person with. Absolutely. And I think there is that misconception that if I 
if I hire someone and I'm paying someone to mentor me, that's going to fix that's going to fix my problems. But you actually have to be willing to be open to what comes up and ultimately do the take action. Absolutely. Because nothing is going to change except your bank balance every week because you're forking out for mentoring. Yeah. Uh, If you're not willing to do the work involved. But I guess just going back to that professional um, development mentoring versus this kind of mentoring, I think that there's, I mean, there's a level of accountability in both, but I think when you are, you know, hiring a personal mentor, it's, it's a it's a process and it's something that is um what's what is the word I'm looking for? It's I found professional mentoring really structured with a list of objectives and 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 I guess that's aligned with the corporate world. But I guess in this it's whatever comes up on a weekly basis. Mm. Um and what you're going through or what you're trying to attain yeah. or achieve or feel in your life. And it, holistic it takes into account whole life view versus that professional mentoring looking just at career for example that's it and like and and I also want to touch back on the energy exchange factor that you just talked about and how actually important that is and it's something that I think in in inverted commas the spiritual world people can often struggle with in, you know, charging people and all that kind of stuff. And it was explained really beautifully to me once. It's that it, money is just energy, right? Mm. So if you're coming, you're saying, oh, I want, I, I feel that I could really benefit from mentoring, accountability, all of that kind of stuff. And then your energy exchanging for it. So the energy that you're exchanging is in the form of money. And then I'm exchanging back to you in form of holding space and showing up and all of that kind of stuff. If you, and and almost like in my psyche, I'm like, I would show up anyway. But if you are paying the money, then you're making an energetic investment in yourself. Hence, the likelihood of you actioning is far higher and far more valuable to you. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think when you have to, and I mean, you're not required to show up on a weekly, monthly basis. This is a choice. You've chosen to invest in yourself to, um, I guess, say, actually, I'm not happy with this aspect in my life or I'd like some guidance on this or or that. And it's a choice. And so you, ha- you have the choice every week to show up, to uh, be open, do, I guess, what is um, necessary to change what you're trying to, to change. Because essentially that, and, and I guess in my, well, my perspective, I think that it all comes down to you've come to someone with because you're dissatisfied with life or you want to change or um, you want some guidance on a specific area of life or you want someone to hold you accountable on a weekly basis. That's what and, I need in my life, accountability, as okay. you would have heard in the James Carson episode and my phone beside my bed. That is what I need in my life. <laughs> and I do need someone to, from you know, from a personal perspective, I do need someone to hold me accountable because showing up every week and, and, and you sitting there saying, so um, how... 
how's this week been? How did how did you go? And I'm like, hmm, well, well, I didn't. Well, I didn't do what we've been talking about for five months five again. Months. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> not kidding. Actually, I'm actually not kidding. I was not, trying to get actually, you off the hook there. Actually, not kidding, and I'm pretty sure it's probably been longer than. Anyway, anyway. What have been your, like, and I'll share mine too because there's always that like truth bomb moment or like a big aha moment that a mentor is able to give you because they're just reflecting back. Like I said, we're not the experts. We're literally just holding your space. So it's actually just a space for you to come to your own realizations and your own wisdom because we all hold the wisdom. Like we all know what we're supposed to be doing. Um, of course we do. Do you have any big aha moments that you're like, oh, my gosh, like I cannot believe, like it took me to this point to understand that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, November 2022, one of our sessions. Gosh, you even know the month. I'm nervous. I do because it was the week of 11-11-22. Ah. Um, and you said to me, uh and I might be paraphrasing here slightly, but it was two words to the effect of so you're not willing to to do what you know what I what I told you to do. <laughs> Basically, now I've I've resorted to the bullying tactic. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> I respond well to this because I went away from that session and I instantly, you know, instantly I went, No, I'm I'm willing to do what I'm supposed to do to, to get the results I want. Of course I am. That's that's who I am. I take action. And then I actually sat with that for 24 hours and went, actually, that's the reason why many aspects of life which are not evolving or changing uh. are not evolving or changing because I actually say I'm willing to do the work and I show up every week like I'm willing to do the work. But when push comes to shove, there are certain things I'm not willing to do yet. Which is fair. I'm going to give some context to this because I was so intrigued <laughs> as you said that. I was like, what were we talking about in November? So I've just flicked back through my notes. So I'm going to give this a little context. Basically, you know, you've been working on, you know, something quite specific for a while. And so it's gotten to that like, um, mm-hmm. Shit, I'll get off the pot. Oh, I said no swearing. <laughs> um, you know, I'll get off the pot moment for you. And I'm like, you're presented with two options, this option and that option. And it's okay, whatever you choose. But we just know the outcome of that option. And we potentially know the endless potentiality of that option, <laughs> the one that you don't want to do. And so that's where I was like bullying you into it. Well, it's like I'm like, I'm like a little kid. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do I know. it. I'm I, like, it's A yeah, or B. Yeah. By the way, it's B. Pick B. <laughs> but that was a that probably for me has actually been something when I look back through my life and various aspects of my life, you know, including career and relationships and all those types of things. Sometimes I'm not willing to do the work. Mm. I'm willing to research it to the nth degree. I'm willing to watch podcasts to, you know, listen to podcasts to, you know, hence, about hence the topic. The, um, hence the episode a couple of weeks ago of what are you an expert in? Like because, and and for those of you that, that maybe can see clips of this on Instagram, you'll see behind Kirsten, she sits in front of like this massive bookcase. I'd hate to think of how many books are on that bookcase. 
but it's pretty much every bit of wisdom, uh, self-reflection, psychology, energetics, everything, all the books. And and I'm just pointing it out because she actually sits in front of it. I hide mine away. It's like all stacked <laughs> in the corner over there. But it's always like we can become experts in so much about ourselves that we dislike or so much about others that we can't stand yet when it comes to it are we really willing to be experts in the life that we actually bloody want 100% and we become we do and I'm and I'm so guilty of this I have become an expert in so many things that I do not want because I have listened watched read but ultimately unless I'm willing to take action on the things that you know that that I need to take action on nothing is going to change I can continue to read every book buy another book watch another um YouTube video listen to another podcast I mean you always have to listen to this podcast obviously we don't include this podcast we're not talking about that (laughs) we always listen to this podcast twice a week every week some episodes over again just for clarity like this one (laughs) but unless you're willing to do the work you're actually wasting you're wasting your time you can keep showing up each week but the reality is that if you're going to show up and you're not prepared to do something different then you're actually wasting your time and your money absolutely i'll show i'll share my big big vulnerable moment i had with a mentor once I, it was, you know, it was years ago now in my early 30s, I think, and I said to her, um, you know, I obviously wanted some guy or whatever and and I said, no, like it has, like he it has to be him. And she was like, why? Why does it have to be him? I was like, oh, because like you don't get it. Like, you know, I feel the connection, like it's him. And she's just like, yeah, but love's love. So it actually doesn't matter who it is because it's just love. And I was so offended. <laughs> like, I'm like, this woman doesn't get me. Like, like you know, because you, you know it's attacking your ego when you get super, like, indignatious yeah. and be like, yeah. she doesn't understand. And she then, doesn't get it. Yeah, she like, I must be just better than her because she doesn't understand the level of connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it didn't take me long and like that has stuck on me like glue and it's so true like it doesn't matter who like the form that it comes in love is love and I think that though like for me those are the best mentoring moments when the truth is so obvious but we're so hell-bent on only seeing it a certain way that we cannot get out of our own way and that's why it's good to have a mirror in front of you you know And that is the ultimate mirroring moment, isn't it? Mm. When you have spent maybe a lifetime ingrained in Mm. a belief or or whatever it is, and then someone says something to you and you're like, they just don't get it, they don't understand, I don't even know if I'm going to go back next week, I just don't think this person, you know, understands my situation. Uh, no, but it's different this time, you know. No, I know. And, oh my god! And it's totally. The ultimate mirroring moment where you're forced to confront something you possibly have known all the way along. To the, I mean, the other thing yeah. is there's that underlying 
actually, I know this to be truth, but I do not want to acknowledge this. Yeah, because I built my whole world, world and my whole of- self-concept or whatever around this other thing. Yeah. All my life for a period of time, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you're forced to actually confront something. And I think going back to that conversation we had in November around, you know, um, uh, that that confronting moment of taking action, it's like, actually, I've known what to do the whole way along. I've had all the answers yeah. the entire way along. It's just that this these sessions and and the space that you hold I guess has allowed that to rise to the surface and become a really focal point where I'm forced to go actually I need to confront that so talk us through the repercussions of that so that time in November where you picked option b because I bullied you into it and then you actually actioned the thing that you were avoiding talk us through Maybe some, now that, you know, it's passed so you can look back, mm. some strategies that you adopted to actually do the thing that you didn't want to do. I think the first one for me was I actually sat for a period of time in the discomfort of even though plan B is not what I want to do in this moment, mm neither plan A or plan B are going to be pleasant. (gasps) Key point. Very key point. I had this belief that Mm. one of these paths was going to be this um, empowering, uh, peaceful path to some end place and neither were going to be pleasant. So I actually took a period of time. I actually gave myself, you know, I love a good timeline and a good date. Which she never sticks to. I'm rolling my hands. <laughs> anyway. This is why she needs I, accountability mentor. This is why I need a mentor. <laughs> this is this, why I, I need alert. She got there in the end, but oh, my <laughs> God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upping her fee because it's a lot. <laughs> and, and Kirsten becomes strangely unavailable most weeks and could only fit me in once Sorry, I just can't fit you in. I just, I'm super busy. I can't do it again. <laughs> so I actually gave myself a, a did. I gave myself a deadline to sit with the discomfort yeah. of the fact that neither options were going, to, one option was going to be short-term pleasant, but mm. just this long, drawn-out, you know, cycle. pain, yeah. cycle, pain, whatever you want to call it. But the, the other path, which... I took and wasn't ready to just sat in that discomfort of actually this is not going to be easy and I just I did just keep reciting that to myself this is not going to be easy and there was no point in trying to affirm to myself that it was going to be a great path and I was going to feel amazing because I because I wasn't going to feel that way and I think that's one of the main keys to to growth and to change that 99.9% of the time it is uncomfortable because if it was comfortable we would have done it absolutely and and we know what to do and it's I guess that you do get to a point where you like you say you know November last year this is a long drawn out thing I need to pick a path yeah I can't just sit at the crossroads anymore yeah and so there was I guess that process and then that kind of led into um 
kind of Christmas and New Year. I think uh, one of the key things was really refocusing my energy back on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a period of time. You, you do need your why. Yeah, you know? and you need to you need to really be and remind be attached and reminding yourself of that why on a daily basis. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I choosing a path that's putting me and you know in a really uncomfortable place right now? Yeah, and then that's where the work happens because that's all to do with worthiness or you know, maybe the Cinderella syndrome or that we're all uh, attached to, you know, when I get the dream job or when I get the dream man or whatever it is. And and that's where the work happens, not in the actual thing. And and that can make the decision easier, but it's always going to feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. And it's that path that you really do uncover, I guess, essentially who you are and what you're made mm. of. That's the... And I and I think and I have always been a person that will get to a point and then either give up or um, just keep going through the motions of the same path until there's kind of this um, explosion and then I'm forced to make a decision. Yeah, and I think that's that's really good that you brought up because I remember that that's what we were avoiding and I know that we're not, you know, obviously giving you the situation of what it is because it's private and, and whatever, but that that's a big point like we can either do this in a way that's actually like explosion so the the damage that that causes is you know hard to lots of other aspects of ourselves or we could actually choose to do it and it be uncomfortable and without then having to deal with the shrapnel from the explosion that forced us into that point and it was definitely you know my teaching career was that you know i didn't choose mm. to leave it on my own terms, um, I kind of did in the end, but the shrapnel that was in me from not having made that choice, like took yeah. ages to get rid of. And I, and looking back, I'm like, oh man, I wish I just, you know, I could have avoided, I guess, yeah. so much. Yeah, absolutely. And why wait until we have these moments of explosion, whether, you know, whether it be health related or whether it be the ending of a of a relationship or there'd be some major damage we have to recover from um when I guess we can pick or we can choose to kind of take that power back and make the decision before it gets taken out of our hands oh I see this so often with the ending of relationships where finally one person just cheats yeah, and because then you that's the that and then yeah. there's this like whole thing of well they cheated and it's like now we're dealing with that but that's not even what we need to be dealing with like you should have left your marriage ago what are you talking about absolutely and it's one of those things that it's like then you've got to deal with the fallout and the damage yeah. of that when yeah. in actual fact if twelve months prior when you both acknowledged you weren't happy in that in that marriage or in that relationship mm-hmm. and avoided all of that. You know, there's a whole nother layer to deal with and uncover there. Yeah, exactly. That's that's big enough as it is. And I think that's when you know, when my mentor said, like, it doesn't matter who it is. It's almost like it actually, once I just confronted that and, and got comfortable with the thing that I didn't want to be true because I'm just extremely Disney-fied, that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like that actually frees me up completely. And it's And it is isn't it uh, that real facing of fact versus the fantasy yeah, so when sure. you can really sit with yourself and face the 
face the facts of the situation versus this fantasy you've created in your head for whatever you know life area that is that's quite a um leveling process absolutely and you know, I always say in every healing, there's a healing. In every reading, there's a reading. And definitely in every mentor session, there is mentoring. Um, and you in particular, because you are so learned and I, and I want to say really like dedicated to understanding yourself and others and for the betterment of yourself and others. And I just think it's like I adore people like, you you know god bless the seekers god bless the questioners and um god bless the ones that are prepared to go deeper to go higher to go wider um as a result of this um your wealth of inspiration and information that you share um talk to us quickly direct us quickly to the calm collective and and although that's evolving mm, what people mm, can find there it is evolving 2023 for the Calm Collective, um, big year. But you can find me on Instagram and I'm at the Calm Collective NZ. Um, I I have a website, but it's still a work in progress. So we Is the handle the Calm, is the actual handle the Calm Collective NZ? NZ. It sure is because the Calm Collective, somebody had already taken but done nothing with. And so it's just sitting there on Instagram. Ready for you to buy it. And and major inflation, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm not even going to approach that. Um, So, yeah, it's the Calm Collective NZ and then there's an underscore at the end. But if you type in the Calm Collective NZ, you will find me at this point. And just if you just want like that little daily quote, provocation, bit of inspiration, I follow it and it definitely gives me that. I often like I'm sharing stuff on stories from there that you post. So it's such a, it's awesome. I love it. Thank you very much. It is a it is a labor of love for the last eight years, but yeah, it's time for a new direction. Well, watch watch this space. This so space. get on and follow, and you can be part of that. But thank you so much for your vulnerability and to come on and share this today. You know, in just to shed shed some light on mentoring, what it is, what it really entails, and what it actually requires from you. So thank you so much for your honesty and your time today. Thank you so much for having me and always uh, kicking my butt. <laughs> you are welcome. All Kirsten's details can be found in the show notes, but as always, until next time, sending you so much grace, so much peace, love, and light. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.